Welcome back to Friday's episode of Hello World, aka the best episode, because it has us, Matt and I. You um, bet, Donna. I know. How are you? I see you're in those. Right? Yeah. Yep, um, did you? I, f I forgot to mention in our one on one, but you need to block all of May. And here's why because there's two huge events coming up, okay? MBAS, which is the Microsoft Business App Summit, and Build. And you know you're gonna get homework for both of those, so just, just letting you know. And okay. audience, please block your calendars for May because y'all are also getting a bunch of homework. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Donna. Always yeah. appreciate hearing about that live, but- Exactly, it's the best time. It's the best time. That's I've never right. seen it's like, yes, absolutely, right on. Yeah. <laughs> no. So we hear you have some Xamarin news. Tell us, tell I us. I do, Donna. I do have some Xamarin news. As, as everybody knows, I'm a big Xamarin because it's mobile apps. And I've been into mobile apps ever since Steve Jobs walked on stage and said, these things are awesome. And really what Xamarin is, it lets you develop mobile apps with uh, .NET and C Sharp. All right. So now let's fast forward. Our, we, I host a Xamarin podcast with James Montebagno. And we talk about the latest and greatest Xamarin news at every other week we talk with um, customers who build Xamarin apps. And so these are my favorite types of apps because we talk with people like the Oscars, the Academy Awards. Yeah. Really? They're the people, yeah. <laughs> they're the people who are making, you know, they're an app for like movie stars, right? Amazing. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah. I thought Xamarin was for nerds. Why are the Oscars yeah. using Xamarin? That's really interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I know. I know. It's, it means Satya even talked to them or talked about them on stage at, I think, either Bill. Yeah, it must have been Bill or tonight, one of our big conferences. And yeah, so cool. I mean, American Airlines has an app. Um, Seeing AI, which is an app that Microsoft has with Sakib Sheikh, did an app with Xamarin. I mean, so we're talking about all of these amazing apps built with Xamarin from our customers. So we get to talk about, you know, the uh, challenges they face, the struggles and how they overcame them as well, you know, just some of the cool stuff that they're, they're building. So absolutely amazing podcast once a month, the fourth Friday of the month. And so obviously it's the fourth Friday of the month. Why am I talking about it? We just had a new podcast today and it's with Polaris. And so Polaris makes snowmobiles. They make um, other power sports um, vehicles. And they actually had these infotainment screens on the video. So like these seven inch screens that show you like trail maps. So as you're out snowmobiling around, you can actually see where you are on the trail, see where your friends are on the trail so nobody gets lost. And it all pairs you can buy with a Xamarin app. So you can um, plan your ride out and then that way you don't get lost on the trail. Which is cool though, is that if you do get lost, people can come and find you as well. And it, this app was actually used by um, some people got lost. The rescuers used the app to go find them. So Xamarin, all the way from Academy Awards, all the way to rescuing people lost in the woods on their snowmobile. I would just oh. like to go on record right now on camera in front of all of you and let you know the lost people were not me, okay? I'm just, <laughs> just telling you because everyone's like, was it you, Don? I'm like, see, it would be me if I went in the snow, but I didn't. So it was not me this time. So mm -hmm. just, just letting him end for um, Speaking of things that are confusing and scary, do you want to tell everyone about, the, we've got such a cool segment today about how the brain is when it gets confused, it's that's when you learn. It, it was just so interesting to hear about this, but we've got, a, we've got a cool show and a rundown. Matt, do you want to tell everyone what's in yeah. store? 
Yeah, we sure do. That we um, are going over. Uh, we have the MVP um, mm -hmm. spotlight, which talks yeah. about a a cool. This is a really really cool uh, subject, and it's called sharing is caring. Mm -hmm. And it goes over how, how our our MVPs are helping some folks. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that. That's coming up next. But we also are talking about um, the launch space of Brian Benz, which is a really mm -hmm. cool um, yes. episode or a segment that we have here on Learn mm -hmm. TV. Coley Condon has the student ambassadors. Mm -hmm. We also have Diego Reitman with Diego's Wall. Yep. Awesome. Diego is always awesome. And so it's just an amazing, amazing show that we have going on. And so, well, do you want to hear all about the uh, MVP spotlight today? I do. Let's all right. Yep. So Christian is coming on to talk about an amazing program called Sharing is Caring. Hey, thank you so much, so much, Matt. So we've all heard the saying that sharing is caring. I'm really proud to introduce you to two MVPs, David Warner and Hugo Bernier, who are taking that to a whole new level. David, can you tell us about your initiative, Sharing is Caring? Yeah, absolutely, Christian. So Sharing is Caring is an initiative from the Microsoft 365 Patterns and Practices team that provides inclusive, safe space, hands-on guidance sessions uh, that will uh, prov provide the introduction to those that are new in the community, uh, those that are new to the resources and tools within the community, and those that maybe are looking to contribute back into the community. Uh, the sessions will remove some of the fears and uncertainties around how to navigate, for example, the GitHub landscape, or find your place in knowing that you can contribute, you are empowered to contribute. Absolutely. David, this is badly needed. So can you tell us what got you started? Yeah, it really began with my own experience and finding that collaborating with others helped in answering some of those questions that I, on my own, could not find the answers to. And by working with others, it helped me understand and remove the hurdles that were preventing me from succeeding by getting more involved in the community. Since we started this initiative over a year ago, our team has grown to include amazing community contributors, April Dunham, Hugo, Emily Mancini, and Louisa Fries. This includes a wide spectrum of experience across all of us that allows us to provide a variety of topics from power platform to development to writing brand new guidance documentation that can live at doc.microsoft.com and, and so much more. Really, Christian, it's about being inclusive and it's about providing confidence to those in the community that they have a place here in our community. That's awesome, David. You've gotten a good platform started. Hugo, can you tell us about some of what you're seeing in the community so far? Absolutely. We're seeing a lot of measurable impact. The first thing we're noticing is a lot of the first-time contributors um, are actually becoming first-time contributors a lot faster because it used to be, you know, it's not my place and I really don't know if I should do it. Now they actually know that they are not only welcome to contribute, but that, uh, you know, it is their place to speak. The second thing we're noticing is that these first-time contributors are now becoming frequent contributors, and they go on to contribute to areas, uh, other areas, uh, including things like Power Platform and things like that. And the third thing that we're noticing is that we're helping these contributors create uh, contributions in different types. Uh, we're kind of allowing them to expand beyond, beyond their zone of comfort. An example of this is we recently had, recently had a contributor who uh, did pull requests and we said, you know, thank you, this is great. Would you like to present at the community call? And the contributor said, no, 
I'm not comfortable. I've never presented. I really don't want to do it. And so we actually told them about this initiative called the, the Buddy System, where we'll actually pair you with an experienced uh, speaker, either an MVP or another Sharing is Caring member. And we'll either coach you in preparing your presentation, or we'll actually do the presentation with you. And that's exactly what happened. David co-presented with this new contributor. The presentation went well. Everyone in the in the community in the call was really uh, you know appreciative of that contribution. And the contributor after that went on to say, you know what, I love presenting and I really want to do it more often. So that we're getting a lot of great results. That's awesome, Hugo. Uh, we ought to get started somewhere, right? So that's really cool to hear. Hugo, speaking about getting started, how can people get started around the world? Well, the first thing, if you if you want to get started with doing your own Sharing is Caring initiative, you should probably join our Sharing is Caring initiative. Our first-time contributor is a great way to understand how we uh, conduct these sessions. Uh, we really make sure that it's welcoming, that, that everyone feels welcome, and that uh, we don't record the session. So you can ask any questions. You know, we're all here to help. The second thing to do is to look at the blockers that are preventing people in your community uh, from contributing, whether they're mental blockers or they're, they're technical blockers. Find a way to address these blockers uh, by maybe conducting sessions that will help people how to get rid of those things. And the third thing is we've already built these sessions. We've built the infrastructure and uh, the presentations and all that. So feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we'll help you. Um, you can actually go to aka.ms slash sharing dash is dash caring uh, to find out more. But we welcome you to join us. Absolutely. Thank you, David and Hugo. I appreciate you telling the world and sharing with the world why you care so much. Mark and Donna, back to you. Hey, that's cool. I like I like this a lot because you know, Christian and Matt, all of you, you know, it happens with people who've never presented before, where they say, I really want to present. I am terrified of presenting. What if they hate me? What if the content's boring? What if they leave me mean comments? And co-presenting with someone who's done it, such a good, smart way to do it. I love that. Mm -hmm. And especially like GitHub repo PRs and stuff like that. There's a big yeah. fear hurdle that you have to overcome because you think, well, everybody's so much smarter than I am. That's yes. not true. No, it's not no. true, but you do have to overcome it. And just having somebody help you out, Silmox yep. is so great. So that's so a great your, program that your audience doing. go join the Sharing is Caring program if you want if you want mentorship or want to offer mentorship because they could use both. Absolutely. But speaking of mentorship, next up we've got two amazing people joining us today, Brian and our Par Platform community member Julian Sharp, coming to share a new certificate from the Par Platform, uh, the Solution Architect one. So first we've got Brian. Hi Brian, thank you so much Hi, for coming. How's it going? Tell us about the tell us about the launch space. This is the first one of the first times I'm hearing about it. I've heard about the show, but you know, tell everyone. Thank you. Yeah, no, um, we have a, a sister show on Learn TV, uh, 1 p.m. on Thursdays, uh, and what we cover is any new releases or new offerings that we have uh, from Microsoft. Uh, you'll find out all about them there. So our weekly show um, next Thursday at 1 p.m. Uh, is um, all about the Power Platform Solution Architecture Certification, which is a new certification. Uh, you can find out more about the launch space and about the show coming up next week in the show notes at uh, ms slash hello world. But uh, I want to bring Julian on. Julian is our guest for next week, and we're going to give a little bit of a preview here uh, before the show. Hi, welcome. I'm going to talk about the Power Platform. For those of you who have not heard it, and believe you me, Donna, there are people who have not heard about the Power Platform. The Power Platform is a 
set of tools to allow anybody to build business applications with no code. It consists of a number of different tools, such as Power BI, that allows you to gain insights into your data. Power Apps, where you can build your own web and mobile applications. We talked about Xamarin a minute ago, but we, anybody can build their own mobile app now with Power Apps and deploy that really easily within your organization. We have Power Automate that does what it says. It automates systems and solutions, both within Microsoft products, but also across other third-party solutions. We have over 400 connectors, which we can connect and build solutions around. And finally, Power Virtual Agents, where anybody can build a bot. Underpinned by that is Microsoft Dataverse, uh, AI Builder, and uh, the connectors that we just talked about. Now, the Power Platform Solution Architect Certification is a brand new certification aimed at people who are just beginning their journey to be a solution architect. They're either a senior functional consultant or a junior solution architect. And this certification is for, for you if you're at that point. And it's about building solutions. How does the solution architect, who's the most important person on a project, how do we pull together all, all the bits of the Power Platform and Dynamics and Azure to build great solutions for our business users? And we've this certification goes into a wide range of topics, and we'll talk about that next week. What we do have right now are some Microsoft Learn materials. There's five modules out right now with a learning path. And this, these five modules are really generic at the moment. They cover both dynamics and uh, the Power Platform. What was, what's in development right now are a whole load more, about 12 or 13 modules around the Power Platform, Power Automate, doing integrations, and really diving into the role of the solution architect and what it actually involves. And th those, those are going to be released in early April, and we'll be talking about those next week and showing you, hopefully, we might have something to show you by then. Fingers crossed. Cool. Well, great. Um, and as I mentioned before, uh, that's just a little bit of a preview of what we're going to be uh, covering in the launch space next week, uh, aka.ms slash the launch space is uh, where we have our show pages, where we cover everything we do each week. Uh, and um, aka.ms slash hello world is where you'll find all the show notes, including uh, the links to our show for next week. So Julian, uh, see you next Thursday. Yep. And uh, Matt and Donna, back to you. Okay, all right, so I have lots of questions. First of all, Julian, who exactly doesn't know about the Power Platform? You're like, Donna, some people don't know who. Which people? They're lost. Name. Names. <laughs> like, let me tell you. <laughs> Literally our job. Um, so, <laughs> I so appreciate you, Julian, for putting this, this little spiel together. You did much more efficiently than me explaining all the components. Um, I have a question for you. Have people been asking you about Power Automate Desktop? You know that free thing on Windows? Yeah, that's all I'm doing. I'm, I've just been asked by Box of Finland, actually, funnily enough. Just an hour ago, Kara put together a, a whole day on Power Automate Desktop. For me, that's really mm -hmm. exciting. Uh, really, it's going to open up a whole new world of automation and integrations. It's mm -hmm. very exciting. I love that. Okay, I, I will take all day. Will, yeah, Matt, you have to interrupt me and take this, take the mic away because yeah, we'll carry on. Yeah. Fifteen questions. Yeah. <laughs> but who doesn't love hearing about the Power Platform? And Donna, we will talk a little bit more about the Power Platform, but first, Chloe. 
and the student ambassador segment. Coley, I heard that you have a special guest today. So who did you find to talk to us today? Hello world, it is Chloe Condon here and I am back again to feature an amazing student, uh, not a student ambassador, but a student. Um, so I'm Chloe Condon, I'm a cloud advocate working on the next generation experiences team with students at Microsoft. And this is the student spotlight section where we feature students doing amazing things in the community. And today is no exception. Today I'm here with my friend and my mentee and frequent streaming co-host, PJ Matz. Hi PJ. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. look like a student, do I? I'm a little <laughs> bit older than most of the guests, I'm sure. You don't, but you are intimately familiar with what it is like to be a student. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So uh, not only have I been a teacher for the past 11 years, uh, helping students learn confusing things, but I am also a current student. I've been teaching myself to code since May of 2020 during this pandemic. So I've been working hard, learning to code C Sharp and JavaScript. And I've actually been working with you, Chloe. Like you said, you're my mentor. We've been coding some fun bots on Twitter and doing it live on Twitch all the time so people can watch me learn and be confused. <laughs> and we are confused all the time when we're streaming. <laughs> so tell Absolutely. me about this talk that you gave at Start Dev Change because I hear that there's this theme of confusion that you like to talk about. Yeah, so a lot of people, um, well, Start Dev Change was in October of last year and I gave a talk called Confusion is the Sweat of Learning. And a lot of people, when they get confused, they tend to think that they're doing something wrong or it means they're not meant to learn whatever it is that they have been put in front of them, whether it's poetry, whether it's physics, whether it's math, whether it's a second language. When we get confused, we tend to say, ah, oh, this is wrong. But actually confusion is really important. Confusion helps you build neural networks in your brain that make learning easier the next time. It's really important to have that confusion because it helps build a roadmap for future learning. So if we're confused, we are on the right track. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. You need to be confused to learn something new. Uh, if you're not confused at some point in learning something, it's likely you already knew it or it's very low level. So when you're doing something new and you get confused, that's an important place and you need to recognize when you're confused. One of the best predictors of success in learning something new is someone who allows that confusion to happen and then keeps going anyway. Just don't stop. I got this idea from Rhett Elaine, who wrote an article for Wired Magazine called Telling You the Answer Isn't the Answer, and he's a physics professor, so he knows all about putting complicated stuff in front of kids. So it's important that we allow ourselves to go, I don't know what's happening, recognize why we don't know, and then slowly work back from there. Now, PJ, you are a self-taught programmer, and I got to say, you are fearless because you've been live coding on Twitch, which is a skill that has taken me months to get comfortable with. And you're currently interviewing for your first engineering role, um, going from this role as a high school teacher to now interviewing as an engineer. I'm sure there's a lot of confusion that's happening in this process. Has this helped you at all, this confusion during this interviewing process? Absolutely. So because I've been able to build my confusion, and here I am, uh, live coding. Uh, I can't even tell what language that is. Is that? Oh, that's JavaScript. Okay. So yeah, this was me live coding back when I had an amazing mustache. And um, that's me live on Twitch, putting myself out there for the world to see me constantly make mistakes and just not know what's going on. It's important that I take that confusion 
and understand the way that I learn and the way that I break past that confusion. So what I would do is when I got confused, you would see me open tons of tabs live on Twitch. I'd be like, well, let me go and search for this on the internet. Let me see if I can find something in Stack Overflow. Let me search these forums. And that act of going out and finding the information does such amazing things for my brain and helps me learn and retain information more easily. Yeah, and I've loved learning out in the open with everyone on Twitch. It's been such a great experience. But where can people watch this talk? I feel like we have a short link, aka.ms slash confused with PJ, perhaps? If you want to be confused with PJ, yeah, aka.ms backslash uh, or slash confused with PJ. Here I am confused again. But all those links available at aka.ms hello world. Um, but yeah, go out there and get confused, folks. What's stopping you from breaking through that confusion later on? Yeah, I mean, we were confused with regex the other day, and we had a bunch of people in the chat of our live stream help us with regex. So our confusion, <laughs> being honest, helped us. <laughs> that's right. We, if you're if you're confused, that other people will give you advice and help you as long as you're willing to ask. That is so true. Well, on that confusing note, we will give it back to Donna and Matt. <laughs> um, by the way, that is the best hack I've ever heard. If you don't know how to do something, go do live coding and ask everyone to help you. That's right. We're doing this, Matt. We're doing this next time. We have to, you know, hook together some Azure things, some power thing, and we're like, "How do you log in?" We're going to go ask the public. Oh my gosh! You know, regex. I'm surprised yeah. that one ever ended. I mean, I don't even bother with regex. That's no, just I, I'm like, no. Sorry, no. sorry. No. You know me. Uh -huh. By the way, I love PJ's thing. PJ, if that's not a TED talk, it should be a TED talk. Yeah. Like, let's talk about that because. Um, I, I love that. I'm confused all the time. So I must be learning a lot, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so inspiring that PJ is going out there, putting himself out there. Yes. And just saying, you know what? I'm confused, but mm -hmm. I'm going to learn it. So you can learn along with me. And that's going to inspire other people to say, you know what? It's not that bad. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try it too. Yes. So. Speaking of learning, next up, we've got our amazing friend, Diego Reitman, for his inspirational segment of the week. And today, he's going to be sharing some more brain stuff too. Lots of brain stuff today. And he'll be talking about how we learn and how we react, I think. Hi, Diego. Hello, Donna. Hello, Matt. And hello, world. This is Diego broadcasting live from my office in Seattle. And I love brain stuff. So today, I want to talk about one of the posts on my wall, one of the oldest posts that I have for a few years. I'm going to zoom in, point with my laser right here. It's right this one over here. Now, probably hard to read. So what I'm going to do instead is I actually printed a copy to show you right here. It's a quote believed to be from Viktor Frankl, who wrote A Man's Search for Meaning, but the internet is not so sure who wrote this one. But it goes like this. It says, between stimulus and response is a space. In this space lies our freedom to choose a response. In this choice lies our growth and our happiness and our freedom. So minding the gap, that's today's quote. Not gap, the store, although it's a great store to show, but the gap between our brain stimulus and response. So we get input, that's the stimulus, through our senses, our eyes and ears, what we touch, what we feel. And we compute in our supercomputer, that is our brain, and then we respond. It sounds very simple, but it's not, because the way that the, the body process that input is through feelings, emotions. And emotions are our friends. We all feel them, but are also our enemies. So they're basically our frenemies. 
So any of you who's been to high school know what I'm talking about, frenemies. That's our emotions. You know, I hate emotions. <laughs> well, I, hate them. I hate I mean, them. I don't want them. I want them to go away. Why? Why? Why do we? What yes. do we do about them to make them? Yes. That's my question. Yes. Well, the bad news is that you mm -hmm. can't avoid but feeling them because it's an input. You can't control. We all feel emotions. The thing with, and the emotions are here to help us. There are studies that have been made on people who, unfortunately, due to disease or accidents, they felt they, they lost access to their emotions. And those people cannot make any meaningful decision because emotions are here to give us a sense of a compass. But if we get too hot-headed about our emotions, we're going to do things that we regret. 99% of the things we do hot-headed, we regret. So the idea is to feel the emotions, but then try to identify them, separate ourselves from the emotions, and then give the brain time to process. Now, you might say, how is this related to Microsoft, to the tech industry? When we're working with a lot of people, you know, my manager reminded me the other day, Jeff, that all engineering problems are in the end people problems. You know, people people don't leave companies and projects don't fail because of tech or because of money. More often than not, people leave people. People get frustrated with people more than with computers, you know. So what to do about this? <laughs> I have some, some call to action. Do you want to know? Yes. I want, if you have homework, like, tell us, yeah. tell us. Everyone loves Friday. Okay. So here's the thing. So mm -hmm. turns out that if you want to improve the team, the best thing you can do is improve yourself. The best way to improve those around you is improve yourself. When they go low, we go high, all that stuff. So what I want to say by this is that the best gift you can give yourself and your team is time to process that gap. The more you can expand that gap, the better. Mm -hmm. The supercomputer needs time to crunch the numbers, time to crunch the emotions. So anytime you have to make a big decision, please sleep on it. Give it one night of sleep. Anytime you get mad at someone, someone says something bad on an email, they did something bad on Instagram, give it one night of sleep. The next day, it will feel less important. If you're still pissed off the next day, then you can punch back. But I guarantee you, processing your emotions will feel better. So... My ask to you is sleep one night before taking action on hot emotions. Expand that gap the more you can. And I have more for you on Monday. Okay, okay, okay. So you're saying if someone really pisses us off, like someone yeah. said something real dumb on Twitter, like, you know, that would never happen. We should not respond. Instead, we should be like 10.56 a.m. tomorrow. No. I'm coming for you. Absolutely. I have a lot of countdowns here that I use, mm -hmm. use to my 70th, ber 70th birthday. Use a countdown when you want to respond. Quality is better than speed. On this type of things, quality mm -hmm. is better than speed, for sure. Okay. So, All right. So I'm going to try this. Next time I want to respond my usual way, I'm going <laughs> to say, I'm coming for you tomorrow, yes. 24 hours from now. It's yes. on, you and I. So, Matt, did you? Oh, by the way, Matt, so my big takeaway from Diego's homework we need to be taking naps more. <laughs> yeah. That is what I learned from this. What about you? I have tons of naps planned in addition to about the 10 uh, reminders I have planned for tomorrow. I love it. I love it. That is awesome. <laughs> Today I was a no funny episode. This was a fun episode. So, you know, we started off talking about really, really cool, our, our amazing MVP community doing extraordinary things to help other people become really confident in tech and also become MVPs. So can we bring back Christian and co? Absolutely. Hello, here you all are. Okay, so thank you so much for sharing the PNP program and sharing is caring because that I think is gonna really help a lot of people just get more comfortable with 
know, being in the community and contributing. So that is awesome. Absolutely, Donna. That's what MVPs do best. Yes, I love that. That is so good. That is what MVPs do best. Grow other MVPs, next generation. Then, of course, we've got Julian and Brian sharing a lot more about <clears throat> the power platform that everyone should know about. If you don't know about it, what? Um, so if you don't know about Power Platform, see Julian. Yeah, uh, yes. he will he will help you out. And then we have Chloe and PJ talking about one of that. The fact that we're all confused all the time is actually a good thing. It's a good life hack. That is very cool. And then Diego telling us the best life, life hack of all, which is taking naps. Which is taking naps. And where is Diego anyway? Oh, wow. Diego, wake up. Wake up. We're still on the show. We're still on. We're still. I was cooling off on something. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. What a great well, show. We learned. I mean, everything kind of went together where we were just learning, kind of doing the brain hacks. Mm -hmm. And it just flowed together, and I really loved it. And thank you, all of our guests. I mean, we couldn't do the show without you. And uh, mm -hmm. it's amazing to kind of just see everybody how segments built on each other. And we don't even plan it that way. It just works. No. It just I gotta say, just my observation was it's it's a uh, this show is about space, the space between uh, confusion and learning, the space between action and reaction. Uh, and of course, uh, for more uh, to talk about space, the launch space Thursdays at 1 p.m. Look at the segue. Ryan's good. Ryan's good. I love it. That is pretty cool. Uh, speaking of space, there's a space after this. And and speaking of confusing, um, it's <laughs> is it web APIs debugged? What are web APIs? An introduction. Yeah, exactly. So stay right here. Like, don't go anywhere because next up is. Web APIs, Diego just gave up on web. Good He's like, I am testing my feelings right now. I don't have time for y'all. But for all of you who want to know what web APIs are and how they can change your life, stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, world.